0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: This is episode 96 of Horsemanship Radio, brought to you by Omega Fields, the world's best omega-3 supplements for horses. Horsemanship Radio is part of the family of the Horse Radio Network. Today, we have two rock stars of the equestrian coaching world, and one school is the only art and design university with an equestrian studies degree program in the United States this is debbie lauks and you're listening to horsemanship radio thanks for joining us horsemanship radio airs on the 1st and the 15th of the month and i have my producer jen today hi coach jen
0: hello debbie how are you
1: good. We're talking to a bunch of coaches today.
0: This is exciting. I'm I'm very interested in this because the uh, collegiate and um, high school riding teams are really mm-hmm. having an incredible growth spurt right now. So I'm very, very curious to listen to these ladies.
1: Yeah. So yeah. So what's your experience with coaches? Have you, because uh, it feels like there's more on the East Coast, it's always happening when I see the press releases coming out and everything. What do you guys got going over there in Florida area?
0: Um, over here on the East Coast, there are a lot of schools that have programs, high or colleges that have programs, um, and they're obviously primarily English-based. Mm-hmm. But they've always been smaller schools. It was kind of a quiet program that just those girls signed up for. It was always kind of an in-the-background sort of thing. And very recently, there have been some people getting involved with the collegiate programs that are really bringing it to the forefront and helping the school hierarchy understand the value of having those programs in their schools. And it's really kind of cool because um, somebody who might not have the opportunity to ride in college can do this. But even cooler for me, at least is you don't necessarily have to be an equestrian when you sign up. You can be a horse-crazy yeah. kid who grew up in suburbia. Yeah. When you sign up that's for college, true. you want to go to this school because you want to take their, they have a really great English history program, and that's what you want to take. But they also have the intercollegiate team. You can sign up. You don't necessarily have to be an already experienced equestrian.
1: With a horse and the whole thing. With that's
0: a horse, right. because you don't have to, and in some cases you can't, um, but you mm-hmm. don't have to own a horse, yet you get to ride and compete and learn on horses with amazing resumes. Um, yeah. The, all the horses in these programs have, have excellent experience. They only take the best of the best. You're not getting any rejects here. So that's really neat that you get you get both. You get to get that college education so you have a either primary or secondary career. Because it's it's no fun to be a horse person, and then you get into your 30s and realize, you know, I can't earn a living and pay my rent doing this. I need to go work at McDonald's and flip burgers.
1: <laughs> Back up. That's right. That's right. You got your college degree. Yeah, so that's what I love, too. I, I thought it'd be fun to get a couple of different coaches on here talking about their programs, how it came about. And it's interesting that each university kind of has their own story for the equestrian teams, especially the small ones, you know, not, I'm not talking about the Texas a and of the world where, um, my son went and there was, I think, you know, are there are like a thousand scholarships for, for equestrians. Yes, no. I think yes. it is like, I think the women had, oh gosh, 60 or 70 scholarships. I could be exaggerating, wow. but I don't think so because they're trying to balance that Texas A&M, you know, sports thing, that title nine thing here, at least in, in California, it was called title nine. I think it's nationally a title nine where they even up the money spent on the footballs and the basketballs and those big money sports Mm -hmm. at the college level, they have to give scholarships Mm -hmm. out to, uh, the secondary programs, you know, the ones that don't pull in all the TV cash, uh, to, to the, um, to women, first of all, and also to other sports. So equestrian, think about it, you know, Hey, you too could be interested in an equestrian sport. So listen up, mothers and parents who are thinking about colleges for their kids and listen up kids who are looking at colleges and is there an equestrian team, have you always wanted to, or have you dabbled a little bit with, uh, with a horse and, uh, think about how, how great it might be to spend four years or so, uh, on the back of a horse as part of your education. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And the programs are really cool. The, the teachers work with the teams. So you don't have to set aside your studies in order to compete, um, and something that really impressed me with these two ladies and all of the other coaches and for that matter students i 've spoken with over the past year or so because we 've interviewed many of the team members and coaches on various shows is how mm-hmm. articulate they are this mm. It seems to me that these programs are really getting coaches who they're great writing coaches, but they 're great mentors they're they 're articulate mm. and intelligent and thoughtful. Any one of them that I've spoken with and, and done and been on interviews with, I'd say, you know, I'd be cool with that person guiding my son or daughter or brother yeah. or sister. They are really top notch, and that that gives me hope for the future because we need to keep horses in people's lives, and this yeah. is one of the many outlets that we can do it
1: with. Absolutely, and these people are um, competitors themselves. They've proven themselves, and you know, so they're not just teaching it they actually did it first and now they're sharing it so I love that too well let's get going and listen in on some of these gals and I think you'll be impressed
0: yeah. and we're going to do it right after this from Omega Fields your horse is your partner in sport in leisure and just in life to keep him at his peak performance and optimal health a solid nutritional foundation is key Ideally, horses are able to graze fresh, growing grasses, which most closely mimic their natural diet. But that may not always be possible, and we may need to supply some of those missing ingredients in today's diets and provide more functional foods. One component of a horse's diet that is often underfed are omega-3 fatty acids. While more prevalent in fresh forages, harvested forages are lower in omega-3 fatty acids due to their more advanced maturity. Obviously, grasses and legumes have to grow to a sufficient height in order to be harvested, while foraging patterns of horses show great preference for shorter, less mature plants. That's why modern horsemen and horsewomen trust Omega Horseshine to provide a powerful, bountiful source of omega-3 fatty acids for their equine partners. Look for Omega Horseshine from Omega Fields at your local Tack and Feed supplier, or you can find them online at omegafields.com.
1: Ashley Henry is the equestrian team head coach at Savannah College of Art and Design. Ashley is entering her 12th season as the head coach of the SCAD equestrian program. Henry has been awarded the Francis Wong Coaches of the Year Award. And since joining the coaching staff, the team has continued its prominence on the intercollegiate riding scene with the ANRC National Championship Team, individual wins in 2006, 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, oh my gosh, 2012, and 2015. In addition, Henry coached her team to consecutive IHSA Zone 5 Reserve Championships in both 2011 and 2012, qualifying SCAD to compete in the IHSA National Championships. The team placed fourth in 2011 and sixth in the country in 2012. Ashley was honored with being named SCAD's 2011 Head Coach of the Year Award. Henry has become involved in the Interscholastic Equestrian Association as a show steward and was a steward for the 2010 IHSA National Championship Horse Show. Well, welcome Ashley Henry, the equestrian team head coach from Savannah College of Art and Design. How are you?
2: I'm great, thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Oh, thanks for jumping off a horse to come into inside to to give us a little bit of rundown about your program. I'm so excited. I spoke with, so the background is I spoke with Eddie Federwisch, the director of the equestrian program at the uh, Savannah College of Art and Design, which is an anomaly to me. When I first saw this, I thought, i am talk to talk to this, this program head. I didn't know who I was going to talk to, but when I talked to Eddie... <laughs> He said, yeah, yeah, it's the College of Art and Design, and we have an equestrian team, but the person you got to talk to is Ashley Henry, who's responsible for all this this press we've been hearing about and all the good accomplishments that your team's been going at. So tell us a little bit about your program. Thank you. I said,
2: Eddie always has very kind words, but it really is an entire team that does help us uh, succeed at the level that we do, and it is um, one of the things that makes our program so unique is we are the only art school in the country that has an equestrian team, and the team competes in four different championships um, throughout the year that are really national-level championships, but the main one that we participate in to try and qualify for the Intercollegiate National Championship is the IHSA otherwise known as the Intercollegiate Horse Show Association. Um, There are over 500 colleges, over 5,000 members that compete, and we compete in competitions in our region throughout the year to try and win the region, to then go to the Zone Championships um events the other five regions in our zone and be the first or second place team at zones and then make it to the national championship where the Mm. top 18 colleges in the country compete so it really is a long road uh to get to that success um and it is beyond words to say how proud i am that we are three-time back-to-back national champions um with that long road to get there (laughs) Yeah. So it, and, um,
1: and, I, and Matt, what's the difference in sizes with these 18 schools too? the program sizes that you're up against? The size um, of really, some and,
2: of them are, are. We are a very young program as far as an equestrian um, studies program goes, and some of them are really large programs that have been around for a while. Um, but we definitely stand our ground um, right uh, above them or next for them you. as far as competing in the Intercollegiate Horse Show Association. But um, you're talking about University of Findlay, Ohio, which is a huge program. Um, Centenary College in New Jersey is a huge program as well. Um, but our teams sizes are pretty much the same. There are some of those other intercollegiate horse show association colleges that have a Western team as well. Our college does only practice on the hunt seat side and has an English team that competes. So when you talk about sizes of intercollegiate teams, there's a little bit of a difference there, but we are a very large team for our region. Uh, We have 65 students on the team and we are one of the largest regions. It is us and the entire state of Florida that competes about 13 colleges in our region that compete all year. And, um, some of them are club teams, some of them are varsity teams, and we are really privileged to be a varsity team and have the full backing of that athletic department to mm-hmm. help our team function in the facility that we have to fire on all the cylinders that we do.
1: Amazing. So you said you're a young team. So tell me, uh- Tell me how old the team when it got started and tell me how does the Savannah College of Art and Design come up with a equestrian team that kicks butt?
2: Yeah, Um, well, it actually all started uh, really as a competitive intercollegiate team back in, I would say that 2000 or 1999 around that era, um, I came to SCAD in 2001 as um, an undergraduate and graduated from SCAD with a degree in jewelry design, but I came to ride for them. Um, it was one of the biggest draws for me to go to uh, a college where I could have my desires as far as degree goes in art and also continue to ride and be very competitive with riding. Uh, So it it really is a really nice hat trick that they have. But when SCAD started, it was a student that reached out to the president's office and had said, you know, the only thing that I wish I had was my horse here and that we could still Mm. compete. And um, based off of those needs of a student, they continued to rent a barn for us and got horses donated to us. And from the success we had, um, when I was a student on the team as well, uh, we had a a really great donor come to us and say, I want to build you guys a barn. And we had someone else say, Mm -hmm. we want to donate the property. And here we are. Um, 16 years later and uh and really pumping and scad is very much like that it's a great program um when you say uh i wish i had this and they said we'll we'll make it happen uh i I say to people all the time i said it's disneyland for college students and it's really quite amazing I, i i still uh am astounded at all the different um majors at scad and the curriculums that they have um and, and people say the same thing about our program and our team. So if you have a dream and you want something to happen, they really do try to stand behind you and help you get that done.
1: Wow. That is a super story. That should be in a book somewhere, you guys. That's really cool. And it's cool for horses. I love that. And it's in the beautiful, yeah. you're just outside of Savannah, right?
2: Yeah, we're in Har- technically in Hardyville, South Carolina. It's about eight miles over the Talmadge Bridge outside of South Carolina. So we're really close. It's a maybe five, seven minute drive which is great um, for the students on the team because we have a facility that's so close. A lot of teams have to travel pretty far to get to their equestrian facility. Um, And because we're an equestrian studies major as well now, um, and they offer classes out here, ride classes, lecture classes, you have equine anatomy and other things like that um, that go on out the equestrian center. There are buses that bring students out to the barn um, on a a 30 minute rotation daily from uh, Monday to Thursday, uh, the school week goes and um it, it's amazing to see even right now as i look around and i and i see them continuing to upgrade equipment and adjust arenas and make everything uh ready for the students coming back in the fall and for our preseason training it's uh, exciting
1: that is awesome so parents students people looking for a good school where you love all things equine you'll fit in right right away at uh, the yeah. college Park oh and yeah and definitely scared. yeah <laughs> that's wonderful yeah. well ashley thank you for sharing i hope people will look you up where where do they find let's see, we'll we'll put in the show notes you know a link to uh, i think it's www.skad.edu um, yeah, um for, it's
2: sc for savannah mm-hmm. college of art and design
1: okay yep sc yeah, so, so s SCAD. is in sam S C A D, just like Savannah College of Art, yeah. D. I know. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, and,
2: and we and they do go by SCAD for most things now as well. Um, so that's nice. We're really making sure that everyone understands that we are now a university, and we have a campus in Savannah, in Atlanta, in Lacoste, France, and in Hong Kong. So Savannah oh and College abroad. of Art and Design. Can you take yeah, your words? Yeah, it's really expanded. <laughs> yeah, we wish we're we're fingers crossed on that one. Um, but yeah. It is a a really, really great opportunity for people. So yeah, scad.edu and slash equestrian is our website. Um, It will take you to the athletic website as well, where you can read all about the team and email me for interest and inquiries about trying out or um, talk to any of the professors about majoring in equestrian studies and what they have to offer you
1: awesome makes me want to go back to college thank you right (laughs) (laughs) it never sounded so much fun well thank you ashley we'd love to have you and again when you make some new accomplishments and you can brag on your team again
2: thank you very much i appreciate it
3: hi carol herder here president of cavallo home of the world's most trusted and popular hoof boots You know, one of the most interesting parts of what I do is the many horsey stories I get to hear. Most of them are really uplifting. Some are stories of challenges, and a few are downright sad. Recently, a wonderful woman took the time to approach us at a show to share a story about her horse who went down in quicksand. It started out as a really scary story. We were holding our breaths waiting for the outcome. And it turned out wonderful. They winched the horse out, relatively unscathed, albeit, you know, a little traumatized. And everyone standing around were super amazed that he still had his Cavallo hoof boots on. Scary story with a good ending. Another testament to Cavallo. If you don't have a pair for your horse, it's time. Cavallo's are easy to put on, easy to take off when you want to take them off, and they stay on. They stay on in all terrain. Cavallo, the world's most trusted hoof boots. Coach
1: Carla Winberg is the IHSA Western Head Coach. Carla is a University of Georgia alum and graduated in 1981 with a degree in animal science. Carla joined the equestrian staff in 2006 as the Head Western Coach and teaches dressage instruction as well. Carla is responsible for coaching the IHSA Western team and teaching horse judging classes. Carla has won three world championships at the AQHA Youth Worlds and was all-around youth at the American Quarter Horse Congress. Carla also has won a bronze medal in dressage. She has been an AQHA judge for 22 years and spent 18 years as an NRHA and NSBA judge. She's judged in eight foreign countries. Carla's also worked at other universities prior to coming to St. Andrews. She spent six years at Colorado State University, five years at the University of Georgia, and almost five at the Martin Community College. In 2008, Carla was honored with the AQHA Horseman of the Year, and in October of 2010, she served as an FEI steward for the reigning at the World Equestrian Games in Kentucky. In 2012, she was awarded the IHSA Sportsmanship Coach of the Year, and in 2013, Carla's IHSA Western team were reserve national champions. A multifaceted horsewoman, she also has earned her United States Dressage Federation Bronze Medal. Well, welcome, Coach Carla Winberg, all the way from St. Andrews, but I understand you're out traveling this summer, is that right? I am. I'm at a horse
4: show right now. That's uh, why I flew into Buffalo. I'm going to judge uh, NRHA reigning for the next three days in Hamburg, New York.
1: Goodness, you're a busy lady. I tried to get this interview done a couple of different times, and uh, yes. I, you were no. I'm in Alaska. No, I'm in. You know, going around. This yes. is so great for for college that you have such high level. Um, trainers and judges and everything coming in tell us a little bit about your program brag on on what like mark mowbray has done and (laughs) and some of the accomplishments you've just received
4: yeah very proud of our program uh saint andrews university um our equestrian program has three disciplines the hunter seat is the largest then the western and the dressage is about the same size so we show ihsa hunters and Western and IDA dressage uh, collegiately as well. So we're very proud of that. We have a 300 acre horse facility and the college owns anywhere from 90 to 90 plus horses a year that we teach from. So we're very proud of that. We have a beautiful facility. We have a lot of turnout. Um, We turn out more than half of the herd every night. Um, So they, you know, we have uh every breed you can imagine mostly warm bloods thoroughbreds for the hunters and for the dressage mostly warm bloods and thoroughbreds and then for the for my western program we have quarter horses and paint so it's uh we have an array of horses that makes it more fun and um and and we have many um coaches and trainers that are involved in our program and i'm lucky enough to be the western coach so lucky, um, lucky, our, to
1: have
4: <laughs> lucky, lucky to have you. Lucky me.
1: So where's it located? Where's
4: St. Andrews? It's located is. in Larenburg, North Carolina, which is a small community about thirty miles south of Southern Pines, Pinehurst. And everybody knows about Pinehurst because of the golf, and everybody knows about Southern Pines because of the horses.
1: Yeah, true. And and St. Andrews has. I mean, I think you guys. I read on the internet somewhere that you're opened your doors in 61, but it has a long history. I mean, I thought St. Andrews, what's that got to do with, with Scotland, right? And, and golf and things like that. It does go back. And Larnberg. Yeah.
4: Larnberg is a sister city to Oban, Scotland. And, um, it's all Scottish heritage. It used to be a Presbyterian college. And just within the last three, four years, we have become a university with Weber in Florida. So Weber university. So it's, um, Uh, a liberal arts school. It's under a thousand students. And uh, we teach, uh, I think last year we taught 200 uh, to ride each semester. So we have um, a big lesson program. And we, uh, of course, host a lot of shows and compete intercollegiately. Obviously, our region is Virginia and North Carolina schools. And um, we're, we're very proud of what we do, and uh, we try to uh, do the best job we can to teach students to go out into the industry in a lot of different ways. So. Um, yeah,
1: you're doing you're doing a great job. I, people should go to the Facebook page and see some of the activity that's going on there. I saw Dylan win a champion a Western Championship uh, recently, and people should go see yep. and Bre- yeah, and hear the cheering going on there too. So how yeah. do, <laughs> how, how do you get to St. Andrews? You're a Western girl, and you're I only am. on the East Coast.
4: I know, I know. Um, you know, I, I've t- I've been lucky enough to teach at two other universities, Colorado State University in University of Georgia prior to coming to St. Andrews, and I coached um, at George. I taught at Georgia and, uh, in the animal science program, equine science program, and I also coached, the last time I was there, I coached the NCEA women's equestrian. So I came from that background there to St. Andrews, and I actually, our director, Peggy McElveen, who is a wonderful horsewoman and hunter jumper person. Um, I talked her into having a Western program. She kind of did it a little bit herself with some students that had interests. And she said, I had no idea what to do with the equipment. We were practicing on hunters. She goes, "I had, I just got into it because these kids wanted to do it. And she said, I had no idea. So when you said you want to come and start that, she said I was thrilled because then I wouldn't have to go through all that again. So yeah. <laughs> um, it, it was a, it was a cute start there um, because I started out with really nothing and built a program. So it's been really fun to see that
1: come Great. together. How, how long has that been? How long have you had that?
4: Uh, it's taken me. Well, I've been there eleven years, and it took me two years to get a full barn of twenty head of horses. Donated equipment. We've bought some equipment, but I've had a lot of equipment donated to our program through our, my wonderful training trainer friends and judges that I know and um, we pulled it all together and I have a fabulous group of horses I'm very proud of we come to semifinals and nationals almost every year to contribute to the hosting of the of, of the competition and um, I grew up uh, my parents are from Boston but we moved south when I was a little girl and I grew up in Mostly North Carolina, and I'm very, very proud of growing up as an AQHA rider, and I really feel like I'm a product of AQHA. I'm a judge. I've been a judge for 31 years and a NRHA judge for 28, and so I'm, I'm very um, steeped in our industry, um, coaching, teaching, judging. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I love it. You know, and it's not a job for me. It's my lifestyle. And, um, and I'm very proud of that.
1: Well, it's showing it's showing. So what do you think that, what are some of the philosophies or concepts that you, you brought to the program that you think have built the championships up?
4: Um, you know, the thing I had to figure out, um, and, and I've been lucky to coach a lot of wonderful, talented riders, but what I had to figure out as a coach with a team is how because in i say you have different levels everything from walk trot to a reigning rider so you have a lot of different backgrounds you have some that come from a lot of horse show experience some that come from none and i had to get those young people that were walk trot intermediate novice who didn't come from a background convinced in their in their confidence level that they knew as much as the ones they were competing with and that has been a a big thing for me is um you have to teach them almost everything, but to make them believe in themselves and then the team, we do a lot of team uh, efforts throughout the weeks um, of the semester we we have study groups we have work out together. um we run together on campus, we do um we have one night of you know gym work where we do stretches and and um different activities, play basketball together. We do a lot of team bonding stuff because I have guys and girls on my team. I, I had seven uh young men on my team this past two years. And um so it's a great combination of figuring out confidence. It's really mm-hmm. about confidence and um the building blocks that go with that. I do a lot of pattern visualization. We do a lot of pattern work on foot. Uh, we do a lot of mental prep. Along with the riding,
1: and, that's um, great. And, and I, I can't figure out how you got so many boys involved in a sport that has no
4: boys. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> but, you know, you it's been great. I don't, I don't know. I've been so lucky. But um, I, the boys recruit the boys. It's been interesting because I, I had two or three um, many years ago, um, and of course they're 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 married and have their own lives now. But um, those guys were a great basis of recruiting other guys. And so I had two or three and then there was four and then there was five and and then more going, we gotta do this. And I've had two national champions that were walk trot riders that I recruited from the lacrosse team. Had never really one had ridden on a ranch once, the other one had never ridden. And um that's kind of the cool thing about I just say in the levels, you can take a good athlete
1: and make them a rider and
4: convince them that they can do it. <laughs>
1: So, wow! I hope it, parents are it, listening it, to this. Who who think I got to get my kid into horses? <laughs> Send them here. Send I'm him telling you. Him. And you know, yeah, and right, showing I you say is
4: so much cheaper than owning and showing your own horse. You know, and the students that um, come from a lot of horse show background or riding background really learn great feel because they get to ride so many different horses, and you learn to be a great catch rider because. You've got to form a partnership. You can't make the horse do it. You've got to ask them to do it for them I to be with that. you on at every level. So, um, I love that. So it's I a love- lot of it's a lot of that. It's a lot of teaching them how to make that partnership, and you know that goes a lot further than just riding.
1: Yeah, good uh, partnership is is a resonating word here. Uh, how much equine behavior sciences, you know, courses do you have involved there? Is that a kind of an up and coming thing, or is it pretty established?
4: Uh, No, we, we, you know, we teach a a lot of equine classes, um, both from the science end, but also stable management classes. We um, have a a coach, the dressage coach actually teaches a behavioral class and and uses a lot of Pirelli. And um, there's, um, we try to teach in the equine sciences, you know, uh, in the barn, we have to teach a lot of behavioral aspect and I use a lot of behavioral aspect my I know my director would like to kill me half the time but half of my barn is mares and what I yeah. learned early on in coaching is mm-hmm. if you can ride a hot sensitive mare you're gonna you're gonna be an amazing rider and that's really what has won it for us mm-hmm. I would say over the last few years is because the draws we get at nationals are usually hot, sensitive. And you have to really figure out how to ride them kindly and with a feel from Mm -hmm. from leg to hand. And I don't care what anybody says about it. It's the way it is. And I don't care what discipline you ride. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing in the Western. You just don't pitch them away and pray that things are going to go right. You still got to have some connection and feel.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm so so glad that you're talking about that too. I, I'm hearing things. It's so funny how the science world is kind of taking I don't know different forks in the road. But I I do hear that there really isn't much difference, and I don't get that at all. But I also hear <laughs> that right. I'm also hearing oh, take leadership out of it, and I I think really what you're saying is you know be a leader for the horse, but you're partnering. But they're looking you for have you to
4: be. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. have to be a leader in, in a partnership way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and I think that's the truth of um, being a good team member, too. Mm-hmm. I, I try to create um, students that um, I hope are going to be leaders, try, because I feel like that's part of the confidence building that we develop as a rider, but as a person. Mm-hmm. And then with that, they all have to help each other. And I preach that. I don't care if it's a regional show or a semifinals or a national, we're there for each other. And that's, that's really how you become a winner.
1: That's great. Good for you. I, I agree with you, yeah. but we're old and you know, I, I get the perspective. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but but if I, I want to ask know. you, since, since you do have a great perspective and a, and a long list of accomplishments, and and you're a judge so you're influential in where this discipline oh. is going and you're influential on the kids that are taking it there so do you like the direction it's going is there anything that you would change the direction on now give us an opinion about the future
4: well for me in the quarter horse industry i, I you know obviously you can tell that our industry is more about ranching and and the cattle events are probably the most growthy part of our industry people want to go back to a very forward-going horse with a horse with a lot of expression. Um, and I feel like uh, that's why the ranch classes have grown so rapidly and are so people are so excited about it. Mm. Um, uh, it's also more affordable, and I feel like you don't have to have the silver saddle and you don't have to have the uh, sparkly blouse to show in. And um, I feel like that's why our industry is has really grasped the ra- the ranching aspect in the quarter horse. For me, I um, you know I grew up in Southern Pines, which really is a hunter jumper community. And um, I rode appendix quarter horses and really loved all the actually the hunter division of it, the flat work as well. And and for me as a twist, and my students, um, I know. Uh, they probably the the new ones, and they kind of w- really wonder about me. But I've been riding dressage for thirty five years, and um, and all of that really does come back to creating better Western horses because it's all about collection, and balance, mm-hmm. balance, mm-hmm. balance, balance. It's all that. So everything I've learned through all the disciplines really relate back to just good riding. Yeah, and that's what good, I try to teach. I want, mm-hmm. and I want my students. They take hunter seat lessons. They take dressage lessons. They do other disciplines to become better at their discipline.
1: Really good. Because do you have if, any? Do you have any yeah. months where you're like no stirrup? You know, uh, November. Oh, honey. Do you,
4: do you... Oh, yes. <laughs> of course we do. And um, and the other thing, yeah, no stirrup November for sure. The hunters do it, and we do it too.
2: Okay.
4: Um, and sometimes we ride bareback. Sometimes we lunge bareback. Sometimes. Uh, I mean we do we try to mix it up so you get different balance levels in yourself as a rider and depending on your needs and your and your confidence level with that. We, yeah, we'll mix it up. Um and uh negative, one one more thing I'll tell you and my students will tell you. Any words of negative, they have to pay me a dollar.
2: Uh.
4: <laughs> and and I learned that from coaching judging teams at other colleges too, because any negative thought process, I mean, you go ahead and you beat yourself before you ever enter the arena. You beat yourself in in your thought process if if you're all negative. So I just try to create the atmosphere that when they say a, something negative, negative, then and they know it comes out of their mouth, then they have to give me a dollar. You start getting in their pocketbook, they're going to quit it. And <laughs> I have dollars from other... I know it. I have dollars from many students and actually... One student I've gotta give I gotta give him three dollars back because he actually you know, he's very negative going in and came out very positive and I promised him I'd give him his money back just to show him what he had said. So I gotta still do that before that. That's
0: where you uh, the
4: give semester him back. starts. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> well Carlos But it does, it so makes fun. a difference. It does make a difference in confidence. You said at the top of this was, was key for you. And there you go. You have a championship team. You've got, um, a high, I think the one that I read about was the High Point Western team first. That's where I found out about you guys. And, um, yeah. I know you participate in the American National Riding Commission. That's the, uh, yes. Equitation yes. Championships. Yep. Tell us a little bit about that. Yep.
4: Well, I have to tell you, my, uh, director, Peggy is, uh, is a true believer in it. Um, it's, the forward riding seat background, and what I love about it, and we've hosted it several times. And of course, all the equestrian teams um, on our campus, all the kids have to help out with it, so it's a great education for them. But they do a four phase where they do stadium jumping. Uh, they do a, a, a it's basically a dressage test, flat work. They do a derby section that's uh, that two six or three foot out in the field depending on what division you're in and then they have a written test on uh equine knowledge so that's what anrc is and it's um it it is the cream of the crop of of that hunter group and it's so fun to see and watch and the horses doing um the phases of the flat work and then out in the field you know the the jumping derby, and then they then they come back in and do the stadium. It's 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 fun to watch
0: yeah, and be but... a part
4: of, it. and do a written test. They have to do a written test on knowledge. Is part of um, adding to that for their background.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: do keep them cerebral too?
1: Sure, they got to go out and make a career of this. I <laughs> hope, and and that that'll encourage them too to to keep that school up. That's great. Well, I appreciate you, Carla. That's I'd good. love to have you back when you. Uh, Accomplish more, because I'm sure you will. Well, thank you so much for the
4: opportunity to talk about St. Andrews.
1: Thank you.
3: Whisper the language of the herd. Listen, you don't have to say a word.
0: It's time for Jamie Jennings to fetch an email from Monty Roberts' inbox and share a morsel of Monty's wisdom in a little segment we like to call Ask Monty.
3: Leave this world a better place than mine.
5: The magic in the language of the Dear Monty, how does someone introduce your methods to the people who would sing the praises of traditional methods, suggesting that horses need to be shown who is boss? These people would suggest that the whip is helpful and immediate punishment is an effective way to train. Monty's answer: I think that the key to answering this question is to say that I would like my horses to do the talking for me. I believe that if I hold true to my concepts, the horses will continue to learn and perform well. There is no forcing the traditional horsemen to accept my concepts. Just as I work without forcing a horse to do anything, I will never demand that another equestrian use my techniques. I would much prefer to be a good role model, advocating a nonviolent approach to training and experiencing cooperative horses in return for that effort what we mean by traditional methods. There have been many horsemen over the centuries that have worked traditionally, but have minimized pain and violence, and many others who have maximized those elements. Traditional horsemanship, as I saw it while growing up, was virtually all done with what I would term extreme violence. Consequently, when I use the term traditional, it refers to methods which include what I would consider to be brutal treatment. It seems to me quite clear that there are a percentage of old school horsemen who will choose to go on using harsh techniques throughout their days. So long as their methods are legal, then there is very little that anybody can do about them. We are at a peculiar spot in the evolution of horsemanship because there are areas on this earth where certain actions are illegal while they are accepted in other locations. It is still legal to rope a horse by his legs in most part of the United States, but illegal in some areas. It is still considered acceptable to forefoot a horse in mexico but it'll put you in jail in california forefooting is the act of roping the front feet while the horse is in full gallop this causes the horse to fall headfirst into the ground this procedure was deemed illegal in the state of california but only within the past 10 years the world is changing faster than the generations are rolling by this results in cultural variations from one geographical area to another While I support whipless racing in the United States, there are still certain racing communities that levy a fine on the jockey if he doesn't whip his mount. Scandinavia, however, has virtually banned the whip altogether. Germany has a soft, spongy Nerf whip for use on two-year-olds. Apparently, horsemen in these countries have come to realize that giving the horse a positive experience in the early stages of its racing career is more effective than causing it pain. If you want to have a fight with a traditional horseman, just go up to him when he's trying to load a difficult horse after a show. Tell them that he doesn't have to use harsh techniques like whips and sticks, brooms, twitches, etc. When you wake up with a black eye, you may realize it wasn't effective to confront a violent person in the act of brutality. Some of my students have been known to offer assistance. Once in a while, this works. This works but most of the time it will get them an earful of profanity and invitation to leave the area at once. I suppose it'll suit me well to just keep doing my demonstrations, thus showing people that the horses have the final say in all of this, and if they respond favorably, it is likely that we'll have a good chance of seeing significant change in the next generation of horse people. For more of these insights into good horsemanship, go
1: to www.montyroberts.com and click on the orange banner that says Get Free Horse Tips.
5: Hi, I'm Monty Roberts, and I'm dedicated to training horses without pain. You can learn to do it, too, on my Equus Online University. Western, English, the beginner, or the advanced rider. It doesn't matter. You can connect with other students online, too, on our forum. And there's a new lesson every week. It's a lifetime of learning for you. On my Equus Online University at MontyRoberts.com. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here?
4: Where
0: in the world is Monty Roberts?
1: Monty is looking forward to meeting some new friends, two-legged and four-legged, in October. He's going to be in England, October 14th at Easton and Otley College, October 20th he'll be at Hartbury College, October 25th he'll be at Marist Wood College, and October 28th he'll be at Lewist Equine Center. Then in November, he finishes up in the UK, November 2 at the Richmond Equestrian Center and November 4 at the Alnick Ford Equestrian Center in the UK. Then he hops over the pond to Germany and he's not done yet. November 9th, he's on tour in Ansbach, Germany. Then November 11th in Nubalock for two days. He has one demonstration, then the overflow, November 12th in Nubalock, Germany. Then November 18th, he's in Berlin with an overflow, November 19th. In Berlin, a separate separate show. So you can get tickets to either one of those. And then for planet headers, Get out your 2018 calendar and July 23 through August 3 will be the Gentling Wild Horse course at Flagazette Farms where we'll gentle some more wild mustangs. And then August 6 through 10, 2018 is the Mani special training at Flagazette Farms in Solvang, California. Stay tuned for some special details to add on to that regular special training. And to get
0: all that and more, you can go to the website, MontyRoberts.com, or you can give the folks a call over there at Flag Is Up Farms. The phone number is 805-688-6288. And for details about today's show, you can go to HorsemanshipRadio.com, where you'll find links, photos, and more information about our guests and you got you know what's coming next. We want your feedback. Go on over to Monty Roberts on Facebook. Tell us what you think of the show, people you'd love to hear from, things that you've learned or want to learn. We want it all. And you can also follow yeah. Monty on Twitter. His handle on Twitter is Monty underscore Roberts. We'd love to hear from you there. And don't miss any shows. Get the app for your iPhone or Android. The Horse Radio Network app has all the shows from the Horse Radio Network on it. You can pick and choose or get them
1: all with one Click.
0: Go to your app store right. and search horse radio
1: network. I want an app. I want I want an app for our Equus Online University. It's so cool to use your app too. It's, yeah, it's really easy. I have an app for that. Yeah. Oh, you have an app for that. I'm so jealous. So, and many thanks to our sponsors too. We have our title sponsor, Omega Fields. We have our show sponsor Cavallo, and we have our dad's sponsor it's the equus online university that's where he is the rosetta stone for equus the language of the horse be sure to visit all the other great shows too on the horse radio network at www.horseradionetwork.com until next time have many happy horse hours